This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are listening to On The Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello and welcome to On the Daily, a daily fantasy sports podcast brought to you by Rotoviz Radio. I'm Matt Lamarca. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Lamarca, and I'm joined as always by my very distinguished-looking co-host tonight with his spectacles, Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. Uh, Matt's work is currently appearing on Rotoviz and Sharp Football, and you can find his awesome PGA content in like. A lot of different places. Uh, Matt, what's going on, brother? Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, like we like we mentioned before we hit record, just getting old. Got to throw the glasses on nowadays when I'm on the computer. So, uh, rough week two. So, hopefully we, can, uh, hopefully we can turn this around a little bit. Hopefully my week is better than the, uh, this, <laughs> this Jaguars-Titans game right now. <laughs> We were saying that that's just a classic Thursday night tradition, a tradition unlike any other, as Jim Nance would say. Yeah, it would it would just be weird if you if the schedule came out and that wasn't one of the Thursday nighters. <laughs> it wouldn't feel right. Uh, before we get into week three, I just want to remind you guys about Rotoviz Patreon. Become a Rotoviz patron and gain exclusive access to the Rotoviz Radio Slack channel, where you can ask questions and gain league winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team. Patronships start at just six bucks a month. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners. Sign up at patreon.com slash Rotoviz Radio. All right, quick week two review. Uh, neither of us had particularly impressive lineups last week, but I did manage to uh, edge out another win. Uh, I'm now up 2-0, Jones. I think that's yeah. pretty insurmountable. If you want to just throw in the towel, I'll understand. We can call the rest of the season off. I'll, we'll press. We'll go double or nothing the rest of the year. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Uh, also, congrats to Domo Mariota. Mariota. What a great name, Domo Mariota. For great taking name, down the Listener League, uh, he didn't just win. No. He straight up boat raced everybody else in the field. He put up over 225 points which was the best in the contest by nearly 50 DraftKings points. I don't think I've ever seen a margin of victory that big. Uh, he had the Pats defense, which obviously was like a prerequisite for winning any of the, the big stakes in week two. He also had Demarcus Robinson, and he paired those guys with a Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack. So congrats to Domo Mariota. Very, very well done. Uh, hopefully you entered that lineup in some other contests because uh, I think you would have been looking pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was three, embarrassing. Week three <laughs> listeners league spots already filling up. Uh, I finished like 20th out of 40 last week, 
So a pretty good showing for me, given my track record in that contest. Uh, same deal as last week, $3 entry fee. Oh, when you actually get in. <laughs> I'm in, yeah, I'm already in. Well, I'll be in, I promise. $3 entry fee, 40 <laughs> spots. Let's fill this thing up nice and early. Uh, it was a little bit of a sweat last week, so... Uh, yeah, like twelve fifty eight. Um, I'm tweeting. I'm sending DMs. I'm doing everything I can to find two people with three bucks. Like, we come on, guys. Like, we, we know there's more the than signal. you. <laughs> there's more than forty of you listening, barely, but there's more than forty. <laughs> so please, don't uh, don't make me have a heart attack again this week. All right, let's go into week three. Quarterback position: Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. They're the two highest priced quarterbacks. Mahomes is still, you know, a few hundred bucks more expensive, but Jackson seems to be closing the gap on him on a weekly basis. They are squaring off against each other in Kansas City this week. Who is your preferred target if you're paying up here? Um, I, I mean, honestly, there's no way that I'm paying for either of them in cash. And I feel like I'll probably have more Mahomes because just there's more you know, stacking options in GPPs. So I'll spread out my exposure that way. Um, I mean, can you like, can at this point, can you really go wrong with either of them? Like pretty much no. <laughs> Lamar, Lamar actually showed his rushing upside uh, last week. He had 120 yards on 16 carries. Stud. Um, and just in general, the way that they're using him this year, like I, I guess I kind of, I would like to figure out a way to get Jackson in more lineups, but I don't really feel comfortable, like I said, stacking like him with all the wide receivers because it's just it's, it's just kind of hit or That's miss. That's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And uh, it, so I, I found this interesting. So last year in his starts, he averaged uh, like just over 190 passing air yards. And this year he's averaging over 300 passing air yards. So there and it was it was pretty even. It was like literally 304 week one and 305 week two. So even in a closer game, even in a blowout, they're still asking him to throw. Um, and he obviously has that rushing upside. Like he's a he's a, a threat to like for both bonuses every single week. Stuff. So I, I don't like Mahomes is obviously great, but he's I don't think he's really ever going to get you the the hundred yard rushing bonus. Yeah, I mean, for that reason, and because I think that the Chiefs secondary is a little bit easier to throw on than the Ravens secondary. I will take Lamar Jackson at the savings, but like you said, you can't go wrong with either. You know, both have just considerable upside. And I agree with you that I'm not going to be using either guy in cash this week. I think there are some priority running backs that you're going to want to have in your lineup. So uh, it seems like a good week to pay down a bit at quarterback. Yeah. Dak Prescott, not exactly cheap. He's 6500 on DraftKings, but he does give you a little bit of savings compared to those top guys, and he has been a stud to start the year. He also has a phenomenal matchup versus the Dolphins, who have allowed 51 points per game through two weeks and just traded one of their best defensive players. Uh, how do you feel about using Dak in cash? Is he still too expensive? I mean, I think we can both agree that at a minimum he should be on your GPP radar. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm relatively sure that he's going to end up in my cash lineup this week. Um, just like the, the changes that 
that have come along with Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator is it's just insane. Like you're really noticing how bad um, what's his name? Scott Linehan was, but um, he's the fourth most expensive quarterback. Like he should probably be a, a little bit closer to, to Lamar Jackson. Like I, if he was 6,900, I don't think I would really be that shocked. Um, and Per our uh, strength of schedule app over on Rotoviz, it's the the best matchup of the week. Um, what what are your thoughts about like the whole? I, I feel like people are gonna maybe not roster him as much because of the whole like oh his maybe his ceiling is capped because of whatever. But like he's given the the Dolphins have given up the QB one and the QB five performance, and they got like utterly crapped on in those two games. So like they're, they're, if they're going to blow them out, Dak's probably going to help them do that. Right. So yeah, I don't buy that narrative at all. I mean, this is not okay, the NBA. Good. Like you don't have to worry about right. <laughs> Dak not playing in the fourth quarter unless they're up like 49 to nothing. And if they're up 49 to nothing, you can bet that Dak had at least a couple of touchdowns on the way there. Yeah. Like if, if Zeke ends up with six rushing touchdowns and you play Dak, like, yeah, that's just run bad. Like, like, what, like what are you going to do? Run bad. <laughs> um, I'm with you. Like, he's so tempting this week in cash games for me. Uh, he's historically, even before the offense changes or offensive changes, I should say, he was historically like a really good quarterback when playing at home and when favored like he put up excellent fantasy splits in that situation uh again though like 6500 might be tough for me to squeeze in this week but i will i will 100 have exposure to him in gpps especially because i think he's an easy quarterback to differentiate with like i think that you can stack him and randall cobb and that should be you know, a pretty unique combination. I think you could stack him with Devin Smith even, and that would be a pretty unique combination. So I like when I can do that, when I can pair a quarterback with like a, you know, his number two or number three option and get right. some, some differentiation on the field, you know, similarly to like guys who stack Mahomes with Demarcus Robinson last week, you know, that was right. the move to win all the money. Right. Exactly. All right. Moving down another tier, we have Jameis Winston, uh, he's 5,400 on DraftKings against the Giants. He hasn't been particularly good this year, but he did play better in Game 2 against the Panthers. And the Giants' secondary just looks like an absolute train wreck. They're averaging 10.7 yards per attempt to opposing quarterbacks this season. Uh, and they've played against Josh Allen in one of those games. So this secondary is is shaping up to be just a pure, pure disaster. Uh, I think that he is maybe the direction that I'm leaning in cash games at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can do it. I, I just I feel like his his floor, even in like a really good matchup, just seems so low just because he's such a bonehead sometimes. Like I I Fair. definitely <laughs> I definitely think that he has. I mean, we've seen that he does have a ceiling, uh, not not necessarily this year yet, but. Um, he, you know, he's, he's had solid games in the past where he can string together some touchdowns and drop 25, 30 points. But I, I just, I feel like it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Dak. And I think you, if I do go cheap in cash, it's going to be just, it's going to be somebody pretty gross that we'll talk about in a second. <laughs> All right. Well, tell me about Kyle Allen, because I have already built a lineup <laughs> with Kyle Allen and I gotta be honest. I love it. 
you know that I'm very much yeah, like how- anti-punt the quarterback position, but the matchup with Arizona makes this a different situation. In my opinion, like that yeah, Arizona I mean- team, they play so fast. They're not good. Uh, and and Allen was good in in the game we saw him last year. He put up like 25 DraftKings points. So I'm seriously right. considering it for like the first time ever. Yeah, I mean, 4K, like if he was, you know, what is, uh, what's his, Daniel Jones is 5K. Like that's a different conversation, right? Yeah. But 4K, like he, there's so little that you have to do in cash as a quarterback to pay off 4k like it's stupid and everything else that you get to do with that lineup is an automatic upgrade in at least two spots right like and honestly compared to cam like cam looked like a high school quarterback at best last week like he can't be worse than cam looked last week there's no possible way so i i don't know like i it really depends on how much i'm prioritizing trying to get to the top running backs, which we'll get to, but I I could definitely see myself Sunday morning being like, you know what, screw this. Like I want the running back touches and I'm gonna just have to I'm gonna have to weather the Kyle Allen at four thousand dollar storm. I think it's viable. I really do. Uh I don't know if I would do it for GPPs. I don't know that he has that same top level ceiling, you know, that you can get with that next year of quarterbacks, but you know, like you said, at 4K, and I hate this argument. I hate the, well, if I if he's 4K and he scores 12 points, that means he returned three times his salary. Like, no, it means you got 12 points from your quarterback is what it means. Like, I hate that argument, but right. I do think that the matchup is enough that it's like just, it's very enticing to just take that, that low salary and lock in, even if it is, you know, four times salary or whatever. Like, it's low enough that, it shouldn't kill you with the rest of your lineup. So uh, I like that. Give me some other uh, GPP type options. Uh, yeah, like as as usual, obviously, I'm I'm looking for stacks. Um, Josh Allen at fifty nine hundred, like he still seems um, still seems a little bit underpriced. He didn't turn the ball over last week, which was a plus again, the Giants. But still, you know, he's. He's been known to to make some uh, some interesting throws. So <laughs> the fact that nobody wearing blue last week caught it was a was a good sign. He scored again on the ground, which we talked about last week. Um, he's been like almost like their goal line back. Like he's getting red zone carries. So um, if that continues, then like for sure, uh, fifty nine hundred is way too cheap. And obviously, you can you can stack him with John Brown pretty simply. Um, and have plenty of salary left over. So uh, he's kind of my favorite um, that I'm really making an effort to get to. And then a hundred bucks cheaper than him. Like I'm just going to keep playing Kyler in every possible scenario. He yep. still hasn't rushed. Um, he really hasn't shown what his ceiling is. Like I, I, I truly believe that what we're looking at is his like 40th, percent outcome right like he's he's not it's not like his total floor because i'm sure he'll have a disastrous start at some point but he did like he's called he's the first thrown... three quarters versus the detroit lions <laughs> right but like he's thrown more uh i think it was uh blair um either blair or sean was talking about how the nobody in their first two starts has thrown more passes than kyler murray so um we know they're just going to keep passing 
and we know that the offense is going to run fast. He only has 17 rushing yards total so far. Yeah, I, I agree. I love Kyler. I mean, he didn't throw any touchdowns last week. He had 350 yards. He just didn't have the TDs. If the TDs come, and you would think that eventually they'll come, he's going to blow up. So I love that call. Uh, I think I'm also looking at Tom Brady. I feel like he is in you know, one of the best spots of the week, but he's not being talked about at the same rate as guys like Dak Prescott and, uh, you know, Jameis Winston. Brady has looked like the Tom Brady of old. He has crushed through the first three, uh, two weeks. He had three touchdowns week one, two passing touchdowns and a rushing TD last week. And the Jets secondary is atrocious. The big question is who do you stack him with? I mean, do you go with like Antonio Brown and hope that he plays some more snaps this week? Uh, but I think you can honestly even just roll him out naked if you want. A little birthday suit Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's fine. I, I think that you probably um, you can probably account for, uh, you know, all of their touchdowns if you did that. And, and you could even like throw throw one of the running backs in with them and try to get all those TDs and. uh and you could have yourself a pretty good lineup even without like a traditional stack. Um, what, what about the guy? What about the new, uh, the you know, the the guys who are sort of being thrust into action here? Like Rudolph, Jones, Falk, Rosen, Allen. Like we have all these guys down super cheap. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, although that's kind of a huge stay away situation for me because I know Peyton's going to do stupid with Hill. Um but are you interested in any of those guys who are uh, starting now because of either injury or Eli? That's a negative. I only play quarterbacks in tournaments if I think that there's a realistic scenario that they can get 30 points. And I just don't see that for any of them. I think if I had to pick one, it would be Mason Rudolph. And I like what he showed. You know, like their offense has been bad with Ben Roethlisberger, so I don't think it's much of a downgrade to go to Rudolph. But... I still don't think that he has that, you know, like tournament winning type of up uh, type of upside that you're looking for. Yeah, I think that's fair. Jones, there are countless ways to keep up on what's happening in the world of sports. But how are you supposed to read every great article? How are you supposed to watch every awesome highlight without losing time in your very busy day? I mean, maybe not your very busy day, you know, like you're a teacher who doesn't have students until the middle of October. So you can't be all that busy. But for people unlike Jones, who do have things going on, scrolling through every app and visiting every web website on a daily basis is impossible. That's where Axios Sports comes in. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. Each morning, you'll see the best stories from around the sports world, from the NBA and NFL to niche sports like cricket and ping pong. The email newsletter highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. Uh, it's super simple to sign up. Just go to sports.axios.com. Axios Sports is clean, crisp, and gives you everything you need to know. Read it in five minutes in the elevator or discover a deep dive article while you're on the train to work. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the cool person sharing an amazing link with your friends and coworkers. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free curated sports content 
delivered directly to you. Do yourself a favor and sign up. Axios newsletter. It's sports.axios.com. Seriously, I subscribe to it. It makes me feel more informed without spending time clicking through websites, apps, and social media platforms. Uh, There was a really cool article in it today about high school esports and how that is like a really growing industry. I mean, esports in general is like a growth industry, but high school esports teams, look out, Jones. It's going to be at your school before you know it. So sign up now. Get cool stuff like that. Sports.axios.com. And if you want to pretend to be smarter like me, I like to pretend to stay abreast to things outside of the sports world. They have like 19 different newsletters. So I highly recommend Axios.com. Check it out for sports. Check it out for, you know, general world news. It's a really, really cool website. Yeah, I mean, I just I started wearing glasses to look smart. So (laughs) now you get the Axios you get those headlines, bro. Perfect. I actually just hopped on and it's actually kind of cool. It's awesome. It really is. Uh, Let's let's talk about some running backs. This is the first week where each of the big four are available on the main slate. You've got Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara. Who is your preference for cash games, and how are you approaching these guys in GPPs? I think for for cash, I I think CMC is in a big bounce back. Um, obviously disappointed a lot of people last week. Uh, what do you have, like, I don't know, eight points or something? Um, it was the worst 8,700 is super reasonable. Time. Yeah. Like by, by a lot. By a lot. Um, but that, that whole game was kind of just, it, it went sideways very quickly. Um, a typical, you know, Thursday night game, but he, even with that, uh, you know, that, that sort of poor performance, he still saw 22 opportunities, um, which is more than a lot of running backs will get even on their best day. So I think McCaffrey is a guy who I'm prioritizing in cash. Um, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't argue with you if you were going to say Zeke or Saquon either for cash. Um, I think uh, Alvin Kamara is a guy who is going to provide a ton of leverage this week. I think people are going to be totally off of him um, because he's in between McCaffrey and Cook, who we'll talk about in a second. Um, but you have to kind of figure that New Orleans is going to run a bit more. That probably means that Murray will be, uh, you know, a little bit involved, but that also means that Kamara is going to get more work than we're used to seeing. Um, and I could see a path where Bridgewater is just dumping off a lot, um, either to Kamara or Thomas on like crossing routes and stuff. So, uh, Kamara, I'm probably going to be, I don't know, what is he going to see? Like, Five or six percent, maybe. Yeah, five percent, maybe. So if that's the case, like I'm probably going to be like quadruple the field. Like I'm going to make sure that I have 20 to 25 percent of Kamara this week in GPPs, um, especially a week after he kind of burned everybody in in cash last week and my season long teams. But other than (laughs) that, I'm not holding a grudge or anything, but. Uh, what about you? How are you? How are you parsing out these four guys? Yeah, so I I love McCaffrey. I agree with you that he is the the floor play and the ceiling play. Uh, Sean Corner just rolled out a really cool uh, article for week three. He runs his simulations and gives you the percentage chance of what rank each player is going to finish at. So McCaffrey, he had us having 
a 21% chance of finishing uh, as the number one scoring running back, which was the top mark by, you know, a pretty significant margin. And he gives him roughly a 56% chance of finishing as a top five RB. So I love the idea of paying up for him. And I am going to do everything possible to pair him with Ezekiel Elliott for my cash games. I think it's a classic, you know, jam them in type of week. I mean, Zeke is a 21 plus point favorite playing at home. Like there's a, there's a world where he gets, you know, 25 carries in this game. He had over a hundred yards last week, despite playing roughly like 75% of the snaps. He should get closer to 85 this week. So I'm looking at what he did those first two weeks as almost like his preseason. And now he is ready for the regular season spotlight. He is going to dominate the Dolphins. And I want him on my teams. I want him and McCaffrey. I think that this is a good week to just look for value everywhere else and just jam those guys into your cash team. Moving down. Could not agree more. Moving down a tier. Dalvin Cook. He's, uh, you know, not considered a stud quite yet, but maybe he should be. Uh, He's projected for the highest ownership on Fantasy Labs right now. He's dominated the first two weeks. There's no doubting that. He ripped off a long touchdown last week against the Packers. Is he somebody that you are considering in cash or GPPs uh, at 7,800 versus the Raiders? Yeah, um, I was laughing when you sent over the outline because I literally wrote this almost this exact same sentence about Dalvin Cook in the DK Buffet for Rotoviz this week. Like he's as close to the top tier as anybody right now. Um, he is at, you can look on the stat explorer, uh, you know, it breaks down like positional rankings and a bunch of different stats and in everything rushing related. He Cook is currently uh, no worse than eighth. Yards per carry, opportunities, attempts, rushing yards, touchdowns, PPR points, fantasy points over expectation, like literally everything you could possibly be good at, he's good at outside of, you know, he hasn't really seen as much receiving work because Mike Zimmer is allergic to passing. So um, outside of that, there's really no reason to avoid him, I don't think. Like the price is right. Um, if you can't figure out a way to jam in two of the top guys, I think cook is a pretty good consolation prize this week. So I'm going the opposite direction. Uh, you said that like outside of catching the ball, he does everything great. And I agree with that, but catching the ball is a huge part of playing running back in 2019, particularly on DraftKings. And I think that his lack of a receiving role doesn't give him the same ceiling on a week-to-week basis as guys like McCaffrey and Elliott, Saquon. Uh, You know, corner even gives Austin Eckler a higher chance of finishing as the number one scoring running back, which makes sense to me because he's a threat to, you know, get that double bonus or something in that vicinity. So I think that I'm fading Dalvin at, you know, likely 30-plus percent ownership. I don't blame you if you want to pay him in cash. And you can't get up to, you know, the McCaffrey-Zeke double dip. But for tournaments, for me, at that ownership, he's definitely uh, a fade candidate. Hmm. You know they're playing the Raiders, right? I do. I do. Uh, the he's Raiders... Not, he's not going to have... They're not going to have to pass. <laughs> okay, so, like, what's a good rushing game for him, then? Like, 150 yards and two touchdowns? Like, you'll take that. Sure. But that's, that's that 27 good. DraftKings points. Yeah, I'll take that. 
I will, I'll take it too for my cash teams, but I don't know if that's enough at uh at you know roughly 8k for for tournaments. I think that there will be higher scoring players. That's just my that's just oh, my Oh, I'm not I'm not playing him in tournaments. Well, what what are you, what are we talking I, about? It's... I just <laughs> I literally just said I don't mind if you want to play him in cash games, but I'm fading him at 30 plus percent ownership in tournaments. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I think you're. I think you're overblowing his his lack of a. We can move on. Uh, Austin Eckler, my man, priced up to seventy two hundred. Uh, I didn't end up playing him in our head to head contest because I went with, uh, with CMs. Uh, I'm sorry, with Kamara and Barkley, and of course Austin Eckler almost came back to to beat me, which would have been fitting. Uh, is he too expensive now at seventy two hundred, or is he still fair? I mean, I, I guess he's fine. Like, I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time because the the scoring has been a little on the touchdown dependent side. Um, what does he have? Four four touchdowns so far this year? Um that that's not something that I'm necessarily, you know, looking to count on week in and week out. Um I, I do think that he makes sense if if Cook is gonna go crazy in ownership. Right. And I mean, there's not really a, a a chalky option right below him, but I could see him going a little bit under owned of what we're what we might be like projecting for him. Like I would say off the top of my head, like 20 to 25 percent would seem reasonable right now. But if he's if it seems like he might dip a little bit lower, I think he's a he's a good leverage play in GPPs. Um, I kind of prefer a, another two that we'll talk about but um i think he's fine i i think i would rather if he was like 68 but you know beggars can't be choosers i'm not gonna waste too much time i am still very much in on austin Eckler. uh the touchdowns Shocker. will come down more than likely but the receiving role won't he's good for like six catches and 50 plus yards through the air every single game so you really only need him to be mediocre as a rusher to, to pay off even an elevated salary. I still love Austin Eckler. Let's move on to some uh, some cheaper guys. Who are some other like cheaper type options you think you can throw in your cash game lineup? Um, I, I was pretty in on Marlon Mack, but it seems like, I, I don't know what the hell the reports were today. I, so, I saw somewhere that he was carrying a walking boot. Like, I don't know what the hell's <laughs> going on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just like you just it doesn't matter how many reporters are covering a team you just can't like get a straight answer about anything um but in theory you know if you say he gets in a full practice um i think 5800 is too cheap for his workload um he's he's historically performed a lot better when the Colts are favored and right now he's first in rush attempts and third in overall opportunities for running backs this year. So um, didn't do a ton with that against Tennessee last week. Um, you know, you can you can split hairs that way. But I do think 5,800 for his workload is a little bit too cheap. Um, yeah. I like that goal I don't a lot, know. I, I, fe- I felt more optimistic about it before the, the calf thing, obviously. But I guess we'll... I'm going to look it up now and see if any more information came out while you tell me your favorite uh, cheapo. <laughs> so the last blurb I saw is that the Herriton, the Herald Bulletin still thinks there's a decent chance he suits up, but he obviously is going to have to practice tomorrow. So 
Uh, you know, make sure he gets a practice in tomorrow. But if he does, I love that call. Like, you're not going to get a bell cow type running back at 5,800 against Atlanta in a lot of situations this this season. And that's what you're getting here. So I think that's a really sharp call. Uh, I, I'm going to stick in that same price range and go with Chris Carson. Like, he's just $100 more. He, he should carry more ownership, I think. But Carson is just unstoppable as a home favorite. He has literally never failed to hit salary-based expectations in that situation. Now, granted, not the hugest sample size in the world, but it makes sense when you consider everything that you know about Seattle, how they want to run the ball, and how they're featuring Carson in the passing game a little bit more this year. So uh, I think that you can definitely use him. Um, he's probably like the cheapest guy, him him or Mac, are probably the cheapest guys that I want to target in cash. I think there are some other guys you can look to in GPPs. Miles Sanders, I'm going to ride that train uh, until it completely derails. 3,900. He continues to get the largest, you know, slice of the running back workload in Philly. And they are, you know, roughly a touchdown favorite at home against Detroit. They have some banged up options in the secondary. So maybe he can get a little bit of a larger uh, workload this week. I don't think it's crazy to play Peyton Barber against the Giants. You know, the Giants stink. And Peyton Barber was pretty much the workload guy for Tampa Bay against Carolina. He had, you know, 80 plus yards and a touchdown. So I think that he is uh, a viable option as well. Um, I think those are like the two guys, if you want to really find some salary savings that I think make some sense this week. But again, GPPs only. Yeah, Alex Sanders, he's had, he's had four uh, red zone carries. He's had six targets uh, through the first couple of weeks on you know, pretty limited snaps. Um, so if he can, if he can start getting on the field a little bit more, I think that his uh, his workload is going to be super valuable if they're already using him as the uh, as the red zone guy. Anybody else you want to talk about here? I mean, if we're talking about, I I feel like I, you're either going to be disgusted or be super pumped. I but love these days. I feel like I feel like Bell is like firmly in play. At 7,000. Like, I know, obviously, we're looking at just, like, a historic spread. But the the Jets just got shit on last on Monday, like, three <laughs> days ago. And he had 30 opp- 31 opportunities. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, well, we're not going to give the ball to Le'Veon Bell. Like, what else is going to happen? Luke Falk is starting. Like, they're, they have to give the ball to Bell. So, at, like... At super low ownership as pivots off of Cook and Eckler, who we talked about before, like even DJ is probably going to see like at least double the ownership of Bell. I think that you could do a lot worse in GPPs. And if he figures out a way and the Jets actually score a touchdown because of (laughs) Bell, then that'd be even better. (laughs) Let's not get crazy here, Jones. You know, I don't (laughs) I don't want to put. People, uh, I don't want people listening to this thinking that we actually think the Jets are going to score a touchdown. Um, <laughs> I'm going to prove you wrong because I don't think you're crazy. Uh, I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. I'm pretty middling on that <laughs> on that stance. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't see a lot of scoring upside, but I do see a path to you know ten plus receptions like he had last week. So that's obviously a valuable right. asset to have. Uh, in a on a PPR site like DraftKings, so 
I agree that he will probably be under-owned. Uh, and if he does score a touchdown, he has upside for, you know, 30-plus. Like, he could be in the mix with that top tier. So the more that I think about it, the more I'm coming on board with it. Here we go. It's happening. Bell week. Jam in, boys. <laughs> By so, the way, just real quick, I, I don't want to totally derail everything, but like Gardner Minshew might be good. Bro, I'm, I love I'm just Gardner you know. Minshew. I am <laughs> such a fan. I uh, I call them the, dos, the the basically the living embodiment of the most interesting man in the world in my props piece today. <laughs> so I am all in on some Gardy Minch. Like he's eight for 10 right now with two touchdowns. Oh, already hit the over on his passing touchdown prop. Let's go, Gardner. There you go. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. And I can equate to that firsthand. I was sweating my pants off last week during the 1 p.m. games. So do the smart thing. (laughs) Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. My bookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play and where you should too. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, and let's be honest, we all like to bet a little and win a lot. Try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ROTOVIZ to activate the offer. That's promo code ROTOVIZ. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, wide receivers. Uh, the big wide receiver news this week is... In Philadelphia, uh, Deshaun Jackson already ruled it out. Alshon Jeffrey is looking highly questionable. Are you eating the chalk with Nelson Aguilar? Uh, do you think any of the other Philly wide receivers are potentially intriguing pivots for guaranteed prize pools? I feel like in, I don't know, like in cash, I don't think I can get away from him, uh, from Aguilar. He, since the start of this year in the games that Jeffrey's missed, um, he's averaged about 17 PPR points compared to nine PPR points with Jeffrey in the lineup. So pretty significant split there. Um, I, I don't want like, I, I what assumption like, no, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going there. Um, I, I'll eat the chalk with Aguilar and cash and I'll probably have some, you know, some Ertz in, 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 every format uh potentially but definitely not definitely not playing any of the other philly wide receivers i'm i'm fully out i wish i wish jjr sega whiteside was a little cheaper i'm a stand for him i think he's a stud uh it's not going to surprise me when he has a big game i just don't think that he's carved out enough of a role yet like if these guys were out and it was week eight I'd feel more confident going towards him because he would have already, you know, sure. started to integrate himself a little bit. But splitting time with Mac Hollins, like you kind of need one of them to break a big play. And while that's possible, I just don't think it's particularly likely. So I agree with you 100 percent. 
you play Aguilar and Cash, and you I think you fade the whole wide receiver core in tournaments. If you are going to pay up at yep. the position, you've got seven wide receivers between 7K and 7,800 on DraftKings. Who is the strongest option of this group? Uh, for me, I, the the one that I'm most interested in is Keenan Allen. Yeah. Uh, he's on pace for 75,000 targets, um, give or take a couple. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a math guy, but that's what I that's what it looks like. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't see any reason not to be on him. Like the the floor is obviously there. He's seen 10, 15 targets uh, through the first two weeks. Right. He clearly has clearly has a ceiling as well. On top of that, like he had what nearly thirty points in week one, um, so yeah, I'm just I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get cute. Like I am probably gonna end up. I know he's gonna be popular. I'm probably still gonna be like double the field on him. I, I'll go like fifty, sixty percent in my lineups because I I really feel like that that those guaranteed targets. All these guys at, at, up at the top have uh, have a pretty safe target floor, but like. There's no way that Keenan Allen doesn't get eight to ten targets easily, right? Yeah, I mean, like eight, you could eight tell eight yourself like a story, minimum, right? Like you could tell yourself a story where you know, with with Cooper, maybe they don't pass as much. With Thomas, it's Bridgewater. You know, like there's there's other ways around. Like, oh, maybe they have you know a six or seven target game with some of these guys, but Keenan Allen you know he's going to have four targets now or something stupid, but like, <laughs> I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see how that could possibly happen this week. The only thing that concerns you a little bit is is the injury thing. I mean, it doesn't sound like there's any chance that he actually misses this contest, but he has been limited in practice with a knee injury. Like, anecdotally, I feel like he's the kind of guy who doesn't play well with injuries. Uh, I have no data to back that up, <laughs> but... Off the top of my head, I feel like he's not the kind of guy that that really plays well when he's nicked up. So that's the only thing that concerns me um, outside of obviously the high ownership projection. But for cash games, like if he plays, he's he's like you said, he's going to see 10 plus targets. It's just going to happen. Uh, He had two touchdowns week one. He had at least one end zone target in week two. Like he's he's a he's a great player and he's too cheap compared to the rest of this tier. Let's move down the pricing spectrum a little bit. I personally think that this is where the majority of my wide receivers are going to come from this week because I am so committed to getting to those two top-end running backs, at least for my cash game team. Uh, Like, Who do you think in the mid-range stands out as the best option? I personally love both of the Arizona receivers. Uh, You know, Maybe Larry Fitzgerald a little bit safer. But Christian Kirk certainly has upside at 5K. And then Emmanuel Sanders still being 4,800 to me is like a crime. Uh, I get that it's not the best yeah, matchup in the world against Green Bay, who has looked pretty good with their cornerbacks. But Emmanuel Sanders looks as good as he ever has. And he's getting targets, and he's just too cheap. Yeah, no. Uh, th- this whole range, like, this whole range is loaded. John Brown. Uh, he's been targeted on 28% of Allen's pass attempts. He's one of only 16 wide receivers to see at least eight targets in both of the first two weeks. And Cincinnati doesn't really uh, doesn't really scare you from a, 
a perspective. Um, Ridley, I think, is in for a huge week. I think 5,300 is just stupid cheap for him. Um, like, he's he's going to have one of those. Ju- I mean, he kind of had it last week, but he only had the one score. Um, you know, he can string touchdowns together, and he's 5,300. Like, that's dumb. Um, and then Fitz and Kirk, I totally agree with you, are just, just u- ultimate smashes. Like, they're... Even when they're bad, they're not bad. Like, that's the best part about Arizona right now. Like, it doesn't matter. If they don't look good, they're still going to see eight targets. You know, they're still going to be used no matter what. And they're going to run four wide. And it's going to be, you know, quick, quick, quick. And if they go three and out, they're going to have the ball back in two minutes anyway. So who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I told like, it seems like the passing floor in Arizona right now is like 350 yards, maybe 300 yards if we're talking floor. And it's all going to go to right. wide receivers and a little bit to David Johnson. Yeah. So right. a very continue to bit, play those guys. But... I think that uh, I think you could even play both together. I have no problem with that. All right. How about some oh, for sure? How about some under the radar GPP options? Um, As far as like guys that I think are going to go under own at the top, I think Michael Thomas is going to be under owned, which could be. Could be for a reason. Um, we really like I don't have a good read on what the hell is going to happen with the Bridgewater Hill combination. But I I don't I don't see a, a path for them to just ignore Michael Thomas. So I'm imagining that he's still going to get his targets likely with less efficiency um, yeah, for I obvious mean, that's, reasons. That's the real but, problem um, is what happens to the efficiency. Right. But if they're going to if they're going to run him underneath and, you know, he he can break off a play here and there, um, I think he could be fine. Again, just super low ownership. Um, He's a guy that I'm that I'm kind of interested in, Uh, because if he goes off this week, he's going to be the same price or more expensive next week. And he's going to have triple the ownership. You know what I mean? So like this is the week to to take a stab and see if Bridgewater can like keep this offense functioning. Um, and then the last guy that I'll mention just as like a pure leverage play off of Keenan Allen, I think Mike Williams at 4,900 is, is reasonable. Um, he only saw five targets last week, but two of them were in the red zone. Uh, he obviously was, uh, showed, you know, a proclivity to scoring last year and he hasn't done that yet. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, he was a little banged up too, but for 4,900, I think I'm going, I'm willing to find out what, uh, what he, what his ceiling is this week. Yeah. I'm not sure entirely how under the radar Mike Evans is going to be, but I certainly think that this is a a prime get right spot for him against the giants. Uh, I'm hoping that more people will go towards Chris Godwin, but you never know. Godwin is slightly more expensive than Evans, which could force the ownership a little bit more towards the Evan side of the equation. But I do think that this is a, a really good opportunity to buy low on a guy who has been like a historically good producer in early in his career. You know, he started his career with five straight thousand yard seasons. So unless you think the dude is washed up at 26 years old, uh, I think that this is an excellent opportunity to buy low on him. And this is the pure just hold your nose play. But Devontae Parker. The guy is either going to oh. break out or he's going to break the air yards model. 
He had like 150 air yards last week and didn't catch a single pass. So <laughs> I, uh, I just that's think like that, the least surprising thing you've ever said on this show. No, man, come on, that's so many yards. Uh, I think that uh, I think that he's in play at 4K. I think he has a ceiling. I really do. <laughs> you should, right, I man. wish the listeners could see your face right now. You are not impressed with that take. Super, um, super happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> so that take may be terrible, but one thing that is definitely terrible is guys in terms of taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, a bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. Uh, I told this story on the Laying the Points show, but I broke my wrist jumping off of a homemade bicycle ramp made out of a cinder block and a piece of wood laying on top of it, uh, landed on my wrist, broke the thing, and didn't go to the hospital for like three days because I just thought it was sprained. My parent, my dad, the same thing. He's like, yeah, you're fine. So <laughs> just two men just, you know, being completely futile when it comes to taking care of their body. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you can get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides the treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping. Guys, talk to the doctor. Don't be like me with my stupid broken wrist. Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. Moving on to tight end. Uh, Travis Kelsey has kind of separated into his own tier at the tight end position. George Kittle and Zach Ertz have both uh, disappointed a bit, a bit to start the season. Their prices have gone down. What's your strategy with this top tier? Are you paying for Kelsey or are you taking the savings with one of the other two guys? I mean, I'll definitely have some, uh, some Kelsey and Ertz, but I really think that this is the week that Kittle kind of shows, you know, what... Uh, <laughs> why he ended up being like the ultimate breakout last year. Um, as far as the matchup goes, like who, what, what tight ends does new England have right now to throw to, right? Like none, nobody, Matt Lacasse would be, a would be a fair, <laughs> right? Like that would be, none would be a fair answer. So like, yeah, they didn't give up points to the tight end there. Um, but they gave up a 22 point game last week to Will Disley. Like stud. If Kittle can't make it here, I don't know, man. Like this is, uh, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big indictment on Jimmy G if he can't get the ball to Kittle this week. So how dare you? Um, I'm I'm fully in. Uh, if I'm paying up like this on Kittle, Jimmy G is a is a beautiful man, blessed with a golden arm. He's a hot fraud. <laughs> hot fraud. Well, you're right about the hot part. Um, I agree. Like, this isn't new for Pittsburgh, getting shredded by tight ends. Like, they were bad against tight ends last year. So, 
Yeah. I agree. I think that Kittle and Ertz are the way to go. I mean, Ertz should see the bigger target game, you know, compared to what we've seen from him in the first two weeks. I think he might be the safer option for cash games, but you can't go wrong with the with the Kittle ceiling. Like the guy is so good after the catch. Uh, I really like that call. I think that he is an elite option. Uh, Kelsey's fine too, by the way. Like you can definitely pay up for Kelsey. I think that he's going to have lower ownership, at least than Ertz. He might be more than Kittle still, but I think that it's going to be very tempting for people to just pay down, take the savings and still get the elite tight end. And that could make Kelsey a bit underowned. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews isn't priced in this range, but maybe he should be. Uh, he's been dominant yep. the first two weeks, at least eight targets, a hundred yards and a touchdown in both contests this season. Is he too cheap for this matchup versus the chiefs? Yes. He's like, <laughs> he's at least a thousand dollars too cheap. Like there, there's no way that you can look at his numbers from this year so far and say that he should be next to Vance McDonald. <laughs> like it's stupid. the, going back to the stat explorer um that i referenced with cook you know the positional rankings and everything you ready for all the things that andrews is top five in for tight ends so ready targets receptions yards air yards whopper ppr expected points and fantasy points over expectation literally everything that you could possibly think of he's a top five in like this is stupid 600 um so i i'm definitely i'm definitely leaning towards him in cash i think 4600 is way too cheap for the targets that he's gonna see um and again there's obviously a connection here between lamar jackson and him so yeah i will take all the mark andrews my best ball teams are doing wonderfully because of that beautiful man and we will uh we'll continue to ride that train until proven wrong all right, hard to argue with that with that analysis. I mean, top five in everything uh, at forty eight hundred sounds pretty good to me at the tight end position. The cheaper options have all pretty much flopped. I mean, I was all over TJ Chalkinson last week, and he burnt me. Uh, Darren Waller, you know, he he's gonna get the volume in Oakland, but uh, again, like he didn't live up to what he did week one. Um, our boy though. Tyler Eifert, he did score a touchdown. Who are some uh, some cheaper options that you're potentially considering for this week? Like, just give me every single bit of Austin Hooper. That's your boy. No? That is your boy. <laughs> hey, guilty as charged. So he he's had 15 targets this year so far. Not not crazy, but, you know, as, as far as tight ends go, it's pretty good. That's pretty respectable. Um, and and Indy is uh, I looked it up on Sharp before. Indy is in the bottom third of the league in success rate allowed against tight ends, and uh, they allow eight point six yards per attempt to tight ends, which is just brutal. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna target this uh, this matchup a little bit. I really like Atlanta in general this week. Yeah, sneaky. Um, like I, I mentioned Ridley before, like Devonta Freeman is another hot fraud. Um, <laughs> so you just want you just want all the passing options uh, for Atlanta this week. And Hooper at at thirty six hundred is very easily palatable. Um, 
you know, like he's right next to TJ Fraudenson, like Kyle Rudolph, like just, just so it's just so easy. I agree. I like Cooper, uh, but I will be going back to TJ Gotenson this week. TJ Gronkinson, (laughs) if you will. Uh, It's just funny to me that like he has one bad game and now nobody's going to play him again. And he was literally like 30. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. He had one good game, and they were fitting his gold jacket. And a so, like, historically let's... good game, historically Who good. <laughs> I care. That's so stupid. I love it. Brutal. Like, if you can't get there against Arizona as a as a pass catcher, then God bless. All right. Well, maybe that's a fair take. Uh, I'm just choosing to ignore it right now. <laughs> The real answer of who you want, though, in this tier is O.J. Howard. I know he's been terrible, but it's Matt. it's time. Matt. It's O.J. Howard time. Matt. They're feeding him this week. Matt. I hope he's hungry. I hope he brings Matt. his fork and knife. He is eating. Matt. What? Matt. No. He is going. Like, to you feed. just, you have to. You have to come to terms. Like, I came to terms with Zay Jones. Everybody just hates Zay Jones in Buffalo. So, like, I'm I'm off that train now. You have to come to terms with the fact that, like, nobody likes O.J. Howard in Tampa Bay. They love him, and he will be fed. But why? Because he's been, like, the most like, explosive why? tight end in the league the last two years. No, I know, but you're you're like assuming rational behavior from uh, an NFL team, which is Bruce usually Arians a cause for disaster. Bruce Arians said he was going to have his weeks. Why not this week? Bruce Arians says a lot of things. <laughs> All right. All, I just wanted on the record that I love O.J. Howard this week. Jones hates him. That's all you need to know. All right. I'm let's, 2-0 uh, against him. Let's, let's do what's a, what's a fair line rate plus what against Howard? Oh. Let's see. I will give you. I'll give you six with Brait. Brait plus six against Howard. Yeah, I'll give you six. I, all right, we will. We'll have to come up with some terms for that because that's the the easiest bet that I've ever made. All right, that's like betting the Pats money line this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you're confident about it. I'm gonna play even more of him now. <laughs> all right, let's wrap the show up with defense. Uh, so far, the optimal strategy at defense has been just target whoever the Dolphins are playing. Uh, They are changing quarterbacks this week. It's going to be Josh Rosen instead of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, I don't know if that matters. Does it matter to you? The Cowboys are expensive. They will likely command high ownership. Um, Do you like them? Will you target the Pats? They're 3,800, also three touchdown favorites against the Jets. Like, What are you doing with those two defenses this week? Because that's pretty much going to decide you know, what happens at the defense position. I mean, like if I'm paying forty three hundred for for a defense, they better be playing like me and ten of my friends. Like or there's Ryan no there's no damn way. <laughs> there there's no way I'm paying forty three hundred dollars for a defense. That's insane behavior. There's no reason to do something like that. Like this all all this is so fluky. There's absolutely no reason to eat that much chalk at that price if you're you know if they're if they're 3200 or something fine go ahead eat that chalk get your calcium figure it out whatever but this this is not it like i'm not paying 300 i'm not doing it i don't care who they're paying. i don't care what the situation is it's not happening no will not yeah i can't do it with rosen at quarterback like if there was fitzpatrick 
I'd feel pretty good that I'm getting at least like two or three interceptions and probably a touchdown from them. But Rosen might be a little bit more careful with the football. The answer is you play the Pats in cash. You just do it. Yeah. The Jets are going to score a maximum of 10 points. A maximum of 10 points. Yeah. And they're going to have plenty of sacks because their offensive line sucks. And they're going to turn the ball over. It's going to happen. Just pay the 3800 for the Patriots. I'm fine with fading both of these teams in GPPs because you need a defensive touchdown. And that, I do agree, is like impossible to predict. So... I will continue to go with my low-owned, you know, defenses in tournaments. And when the Cowboys score three touchdowns this week against Josh Rosen, I will just cry into my phone like I did last week. <laughs> so if we aren't going with the uh, the chalk defenses for tournaments, who are some other options people can consider? Um, I mean, a, a couple other teams that I feel like will be reasonably popular and make sense would be like Seattle against whatever, you know, Frankenstein of Bridgewater and Hill Peyton puts together. Uh, Minnesota, I think, makes a little bit of sense. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, you could even, you could sell me if you're going super cheap. <sighs> no, this is probably a bad take. No, never mind. Oh, um, <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, you'd have to imagine that if if they do move Murray around a little bit, like maybe they can Carolina could get a few sacks, but that's probably pretty thin. No, I was gonna say that too. Um, I think that's fine. You want to target passing volume with defense, right? And like nobody throws more than Arizona. Yeah, that's fair. I, I feel like you could probably you could probably also just pick on you know these these young quarterbacks that are making their first starts this week, yep. um, and feel pretty confident about it. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is there are plenty of defenses to target that aren't Dallas and New England. So just don't do it in GPPs. Like 50% of the field is going to have one of those two teams. And if they don't don't score, they're going to bust. So just 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 uncheck them and and hope that's really all you can do. But it's the right move. It's the mathematically sound move for tournament. We Look should get me. we should get shirts made up pretending like Unchecking I know math. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this edition of On the Daily. Please be sure to subscribe to rate and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And remember to check out the Listener League for Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. I'm Matt Lamarca at Matt Lamarca. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.